0: And again, I think that comes back to like, what's the opportunity? Mm. What is the opportunity? And that's not to put down the grief because it is, it's not like it's not there. It's certainly there for me. And I, I'm not trying to move it aside. But it isn't the whole picture.
1: Hi, I'm Sarah Wyler, TEDx speaker, coach and creative multi-passionate. And I'm fascinated by how we navigate quitting. Whether it's a project, a relationship or where we live, the emotional turmoil of bringing something to a close can be deeply uncomfortable. In the past four years of research, I've come to see that knowing when to quit is really about getting to know ourselves. It's about becoming attuned to our bodies and the murmurs of our hearts and knowing what it feels like when something is complete. I'm so excited to share this podcast with you. It feels like exactly the right moment to be having these conversations. We're so afraid of quitting, yet it can be our greatest teacher. It shows us what's important to us, what our boundaries are, and what conditions we personally need to thrive in this lifetime. When we allow it, quitting really is the facilitator Of joy. Hi everyone. On today's episode of Knowing When to Quit, I'm speaking to the wonderful Kim Willis. She's a writer, a creative strategist, and has recently become a mindfulness teacher. Her journalism has taken her to The Guardian, she's worked at places like Downing Street and the UN. And she's also the founder of Heroin's Journey, London's only speaker series dedicated to the untold stories of women. She's recently launched Where We Grow, an embodied strategy and mindfulness consultancy for creating sustainable change. I brought Kim on today's episode because we've been having lots of conversations around what it means to be a mother, how you can decide whether you want to be a mother especially if you're not in a relationship and what it means to be a woman in society without children it feels like there's a moment when you might have to decide or or realize that you're not going to have children but while that window is still open it can feel like such such a hard daily deliberation and that's what I wanted to bring to this episode a really frank open conversation between two friends exploring what it means to explore this topic and I really hope that wherever you're at with this topic yourself that you will get something from this conversation maybe it will spark some conversations between you and your friends it's also worth saying that this is the second interview with Kim, so there's also one about her decision to close heroines' journey. We've put this one out first, but do look out for the other ones soon. Enjoy the episode. Holding on the leaves, letting hold, Janine. Hello. Hello. (laughs) So we're on our our second podcast interview.
0: We're on a podcasting marathon right here.
1: We are. Maybe this will just be the whole series (laughs) now. No one to quit doing interviews with Kim Willis. (laughs) And then I'll do the other Kim Willis in Bristol.
0: No, you're never allowed to talk to the other Kim
1: (laughs) Willis. So So I'm currently wearing sunglasses in my house.
0: Yeah, it's really... (laughs) really sunny it's like mid-afternoon on yeah the clocks have changed and all that jazz and so now it's almost sunset vibes weirdly
1: yeah yeah <sighs> so we i asked you to come on this podcast to talk about a particular topic and we recorded an hour and we talked about a different topic <laughs> which was also important <laughs> and was also about quitting oh, yeah, by yeah, the yeah way yeah, yeah 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 i know i know I'm just explaining why. <laughs> but there is another topic that we've wanted to talk about for a while. Yes, yes. And it's it's complicated.
0: Yes. And interesting that when given the chance to talk about it, we didn't talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, which is maybe how it is yeah. with this topic. Mm. That we don't talk about it, even though it's big.
1: Hmm. And how would you call this topic? Mm.
0: I feel like this podcast is going to be a lot of long silences.
1: <laughs> Mate, it's the void that we wanted. <laughs> the
0: void. Uh, if you're listening, you can just breathe into those. That's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know that I can say it in a snappy title. Um, Maybe I can. Also, it doesn't have to be snappy. Yeah, no, that's true. It's something around the the decision and implications of becoming or not becoming a mother. Mm. And how alive that question is, I think, for women of our age and how to navigate that with full mm. um, di- disclosure that we are really working it out. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm really still working it out. Um,
1: yeah. What does it mean to be working it out?
0: Mm. Oh, what does it mean to be working it out? It's like holding this, constantly holding this bag of open questions that haven't been resolved. Like, do I want children?
1: Mm.
0: Can I have children? Mm. Even if I can, should I have children? Um, What does it, what will it take to have children? And then what would it take to become a parent? Mm. How does that change? your life? Um, How can anyone possibly be supported through the answering of those questions when it's a topic we don't talk about that much? Um, Yeah, and holding all of those questions with this sort of truth that at some point, those questions will be resolved whether it's by your own volition or just by the hands of fate and that's also a bit scary or well i don't maybe not scary but it is like a
1: as in that you'll either have a baby or it will be too late or
0: yeah that you'll either well maybe not even that that like that there is there are parts of those answers to those questions that we can control and mm, there are huge oh, parts see, of yeah. them that we can't control um and that in itself is also a thing to navigate right because we are strong powerful competent women who make things happen in our lives Mm. when we want them and this particular um thing is not it's not quite that easy it doesn't work that way
1: yeah so there's kind of there's a few different parts to this there's whether you're able to have them at all, the kind of more, like, biological part of it. There's the whether you want to, the kind of, whether it fits your lifestyle, whether it's actually, uh, you know, kind of f- something that you want to commit to. It should be a huge lifestyle change. There's also the, like, the should, I guess that's maybe environmental, is it? It or- yeah. Or are you something I been wrestling
0: with or have definitely navigated a lot is if I were to have a child on my own mm. what would that mean financially yes. in terms of my responsibility to being both a breadwinner and being a mother and to being the father yeah um how do I feel about that mm. and then I think yeah for me the
1: environmental thing isn't as live mm. but I know for a lot of women it really really is it was interesting Greta Thunberg I don't know if you heard her on how to fail mm-hmm and and Elizabeth asked her like how you how she feels about whether we should have children or not, and she said the children are not the problem. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is a distraction. Yeah. We actually need to be thinking about the systems in place. That she's like humans are the problem, but not children. Mm. It's like if we have the right systems, then having children is not a problem. Right, it's natural. Yes, it was really interesting. She was like, I think it's a distraction <laughs> from the point, Powerful. which is yeah. So anyway, listen to that interview. Mm. And then there was also something else here around like. Um, I guess how much it takes over your life to even make this decision or is it even a decision and like you know how much of this can we even control you know if someone if you could just know whether you're having kids or not would you want to know <laughs> or is this I know it's just I guess yeah it's probably worth saying that like we're both single women right and mm-hmm. that's also another thing of like um, there's also the like finding a partner to do it with or doing it on your own it's exhausting Mm. and just wanting to live your life (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so I mean where are you at today because that's always a good place to start Mm. so where I'm at today
0: is that well I mean I guess we should first say that you and I are I'm a bit older than you Mm. so we're probably in Will have subtly different Mm. place, be in slightly different places. So I'm forty one, and
1: I'm I'm thirty seven. You're thirty seven.
0: And I would say I've probably been have had those questions we've talked about somewhere in the forefront of my mind for four years. Yeah. Um. Where I am now is they are certainly. Far less, like naggy <laughs> mm. and um, dominant in my mind than they were a year ago. In fact, it's quite interesting. I went to this conference yesterday.
1: Yeah,
0: and I oh. went to that same conference last I year. I remember. And when I went a year ago, um, I ended up in this conversation with a woman, and it was like a speed networking, very awkward thing that we were doing in this big hall in um, Westminster and uh, we were asked to talk about something we wanted to bring into our lives I think over the next 10 years like long time frame and she was telling me about how she wanted to spend more time with her teenage girls she was very senior in a very big consultancy and then she asked me and for whatever reason I decided to be honest and said well, I just turned 40 and I'm thinking maybe I won't have children because of circumstance, not choice. And I don't know what my life looks like. I have no idea what my life mm. looks like if I don't have children. And then I promptly broke down in tears and spent the next two hours in the toilets. Didn't she crying. say something
1: to you like, oh gosh, like didn't she react like yeah, she, she, she gave you some kind of look? Cause... She was... Um,
0: she was devastated for me, yeah. And I think it was seeing her devastation because I guess what was flicking through her mind then was how on earth would my life be if I yeah. didn't have my three girls, yeah. Um, and she said to me, "Do you?" Ha-, she's like, "Do you have anyone supporting you with that?" And my instinctive answer was no. Mm. And it wasn't that I hadn't told friends or didn't have people who I could talk to, it it was that the decision and the navigating of it so felt to me so deeply personal that the idea that anyone could support me with it felt wild. Mm. Um, and it also suddenly made me feel really like, God, I, I'm really alone with this. Yeah, um, yeah so I promptly cried <laughs> for a very long time. And then I wrote an article about it, which went like quite um, like got quite a lot of pickup and because it was honestly basically saying, you know, like I'm getting sideswiped by baby ache and I've got no one to talk to about it. And I still don't know if I want
1: children. Like I'm
0: holding both these realities is the grief at not being a mother and still the continued ambivalence about whether I want to be one. Um, yeah. And so to go back to the conference yesterday and sort of check in with how I was feeling, I didn't see her. But I had a great day Mm. and it sort of struck me that the grief I was feeling a year ago, it's not that it's gone and it definitely still raises its head, but it's definitely not nearly as strong and like it doesn't completely sideswipe my emotions the way it did a year ago. And I sort of, yeah, so your question, how am I today? I'm a lot better than I was Mm. with it. And become starting to come to terms with something, I think.
1: And I also, when you're saying about the grief of not becoming a mother, I wonder if part of the grief is, for many women, not becoming what we've been told we have to be. Mm. That's it, It's becoming a mother, but what it means to not be a mother. So it's grieving acceptance by society or grieving a path I don't know if that feels mm. resonant for you but I want because it's like well there's ambivalence but it there's something there isn't there around what it means well if I'm not going to be a mother what am I going to be because I don't remember seeing a path I just remember seeing sadness around the people that hadn't had children mm. you've got to be a bit careful around this but um, I, I think
0: it's certainly true that our role modelling and storytelling has traditionally not been kind to women who don't have children yeah. and that that does mean that whether it's true or not a lot of us have an unconscious um, bias against the idea of not being a mother mm. because it might be associated you know at a basic level with a kind of sense of like loss or sadness but at a bigger level you know these were like not to get too historical about it, but, like, these were the witches, these were the hags, these were the um, the outsiders, these are the women. The outcasts. The outcasts. Um, and again, that's been co-opted and screwed over by the nature of our storytelling. You know, these women, go back to the roots of those folklores, these women were powerful enchantresses. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I think that part of the grief and the loss does in part come from a certain fear of being something or becoming something that we are at some level trained to fear Mm. um and then I think some of it is very real that uh not so much the sadness but definitely that you know 80% of women uh, by the time they're 40 will have children and that means that at this stage in our lives the, no- the norm in our friendship groups and social circles and culture um, is broadly organised around care for children. It's PTA meetings and parties, birthday parties on weekends and which school are they going to go to mm. and should they learn <laughs> oboe or flute? Um, do they have... Ex to have dyslexia or ADHD, like mm. the whole conversation really does start to centre around the careful care of our of the next generation, which is beautiful and also very can be very ostracizing if yeah. you are not involved in that conversation, if you're not actually invested in it um, from a mothering perspective. And so I think there's a grief around that, that there yeah. is a path that's happening um, that the majority of women are on, whether they like it or not, by the way, because a lot of them don't particularly like Mm. it. Um, But it does mean that to be in the 20% um, isn't... what the path is less obvious.
1: Yeah.
0: But I want to say with that, though, that my increasing belief, as I find more role models and more women further down the path than me, is that it is rich and creative freedom filled potentially incredibly beautiful um worthy like sustainable mm. healthy fun yeah um and that yeah that i think maybe some of the lot some of the reduction in my own grief has come through the realization that Oh, the path ahead of me, should I not have children, might be pretty freaking great. Yeah. And no one talks about that.
1: So what kind of people have you been meeting that are like doing a different way, doing a different path?
0: Mm, That's a really good question. Um,
1: What's some of the archetypes?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I don't know that we've got enough volume for archetype, but um what am I seeing? I'm I'm seeing women who um are ploughing that time and creative energy um into birthing other things. Mm. Um Businesses, books, um, art, communities. Um, I mean, I think that I don't know whether my friendship group is necessarily like particularly representative, but I don't think it's that much of a stretch to imagine that maybe within that cohort that aren't having kids, that we might might just be more likely to be a bit more independent, mm. a bit more self um managed, I guess, mm. like a bit more uh possibly a bit more creative, like that we've we've been doing other things. Yeah. Like while everyone else was having babies, we were like we had other things that we were up to. Um and so it could be that this group of people are pretty freaking amazing and that yeah, so some of the things that I'm seeing people doing are the creation of things, the embarking on some big adventures. Mm. Um,
1: and, and it's not to say that these, that when you have kids, you can't be creative or have these big adventures, but there's a lot more space for it when you don't.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) You're not
1: having to fight for that one hour a week where you're allowed to like do some art.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, so that, that does make quite Mm. a big difference. You're not having to squeeze the adventure into the six week holiday. Yeah. Um, you have the parameters that are much more fluid, which can be challenging as well as, but it, but it also offers a lot of opportunity. Um, and I also see, I don't know, I, I there is definitely a narrative that a few of my older friends have kind of said to me they get annoyed about, which is this idea that if you're not having children, you somehow has to just justify your life by doing I something really other that, yeah. big and massive thing, um, and. And they like, well, what if it is more than enough that I just live my life the way I want? Mm. And that might well be just baking on a Sunday
1: and Well, that going you have for freedom. And we're probably, pretty much the first generation of women who have like, been just, have been single, independent. I don't, it's quite new still. <laughs> yeah. So there's also like, wait a minute, what do people do? Are you allowed to just do this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, like in terms of the stats, I think it's gone from, I'll, I'll need to double check this, but I think it's gone from like maybe 10% of people getting like reaching 40 and not having children to oh, 20% wow. in like 10 or 15 years, a really short amount of time. Like it's a, hundreds of thousands more women are not, Wow. um, whether by choice, circumstance or somewhere in between. Yeah. Um, and, and that tra- trajectory seems to be continuing, you know, so there are girls after us who are in their current like late 20s who I hope will find this all a lot easier because mm. we've people like us have gone through it already and laid a bit of the groundwork because it does feel a bit like for our generation, it's like, who's there? Who, who's there yeah. on the other side?
1: Yeah, and I also feel like it's even for people who have had children, I think for women in general, there's like a discovering of I'm allowed to have my own life. You know, it's kind of women who have had kids in their forties and fifties being like, "Oh my god, like I could be creative and I could go and do this and I yes. can have this new adventure." And I guess there's a it's almost just the identity of a woman has changed. So yeah. I I wonder if it's in some ways it's 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 whether we have children or not. That's a discovery that's that's a paradigm shift that's happening.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. Definitely, you
1: know, yeah, we just get to do it sooner in our lives.
0: Yeah, we have a bit more time and space to to do it um but but yeah I definitely think the the idea of the fear of the question of if I don't have kids what the hell am I gonna do yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that a lot yeah yeah, yeah. I've heard that a lot in the past few years I've heard it in myself like what on earth does that path even look like and I I definitely think like with any challenge like that the way to navigate that isn't to kind of sit in the doom and gloom, but has to be to reach for the possibility of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, because we get one life, and it is a phenomenal gift what we, this time and freedom and space that we end up having.
1: And yeah, and there's some pressure of like doing something good with it. But I love what you said about maybe we don't have to. Yeah. I've definitely had moments when I thought, it'd be so much easier if I just had a family, because then that would be what I'm doing. And like, I don't know if that's a good or a bad reason to want a family, but yeah. it's it feels sometimes it would be like a break. And I think that's probably a joke for people who have got families because I know it's hard work, but there's something about, Yeah, I don't know, there's, there's like a set formula, isn't there? Or like a kind of, people understand what that is. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you're doing. You're a mum. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a clarity, isn't it? Yeah. It's like,
0: if we're okay, then things are okay. And. My yeah. number one priority is that the kids are going to be all right. Mm. And so that makes prioritising anything super, much easier um, than if you're, you've got this basket of options, you know. Um, so, yeah, I definitely really relate to that, that feeling of, oh, God, you know, I know that having kids is really, really tough. And I would love that kind of clarity about what I'm supposed to be doing today yeah. or tomorrow or next week or next year. Um. So yeah, I think there is, it's, it's really, really hard. But I guess what I'm wondering is like, well, so you're yeah, four years younger than me. How do you, do you feel like this is something people are talking
1: about? Is it like in the ether? Massively. Is it a conversation yeah. that's happening? Massively. I have a lot of friends who have kids, but I also have a lot of friends that don't. Um, I see that it's an ache for many of my friends who don't have children, like a real longing And a real sense of, like, there's not long left before... Like, and and I guess what I see quite a lot is, okay, am I going to go for this? Like, if I want to have kids, I need to do something about it. So, yeah, I guess what I see is, like, people... There's a bit of a panic, and then there's a bit of a, like, oh, fuck it, I don't know. And, uh... Yeah, because I think, actually, a lot of my... I have a lot of friends who are single. I have a lot of friends in their late 30s who are single. And I have friends and family who are partnered and trying and that's also that's tough but Mm. there's at least a decision not at least because I'm not minimizing that but yeah I'd say I'd say the biggest ache I see around my friends is that they would like to have children and it's and it's getting late and they don't want that to be the reason that they're dating some like that I and I personally find this it's really hard that you're not just going on a date with someone. You're like, could this person be a co-parent? And that's so <laughs> full on for like glass of wine on I a know, Thursday exactly. night. It's like you're looking at Should somebody go like...
0: Should like go down the bar for a couple of glasses of wine? FYI, how do you sperm count? Yeah. And are you someone who's going to stick around in 20 years time? Like what?
1: <laughs> it's so full on. So yeah, I guess I definitely feel like this is a live topic. um, And it has been for a few years. Personally, where am I at though? I think I still... I don't know if I'm in panic yet. But I'm aware it's, it's suit. <laughs> I don't want to panic. I don't want to live my life like... Thinking that I'm not going to meet someone and not going to... I don't want to have a child of my own though. I think I am clear on that at the moment. Mm. I don't think it would suit my lifestyle. Mm. Or the lifestyle that I... I just... Because I actually think having a child for me is around community, family. So I think what I actually want is is a family whether that's just a partner you know Mm. rather than a child
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: so yeah that's where I'm at today yeah today (laughs) but yeah I mean a couple of days ago I was very upset because I was like I really want a family and this is really sad and I feel like I've missed it when did everyone meet someone when did this all happen (laughs) (laughs) when did it happen (laughs) What about your friends, though, at the moment?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, oh, that's a
1: good question.
0: Well, so I, I'm gonna say, first of all, that where I was at 37, it's very different to where I am now. And, you know, our first podcast was about launching the Heroine's Journey project. And at that point, mm. I really didn't have many or any women in my life who were also either not having children or single and not having children um, and I think there is a difference wow. between those those two cohorts as well um, I think that yeah the, the experience of being both a single wo- woman without kids and being in a couple without kids is quite different and has its own ch- distinctive challenges mm-hmm. for sure it's um, yeah, a huge weight of expectation on couples who aren't having children that it's
1: is kind of weird in its own right. You're off the hook somehow if you haven't met someone.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, well, that that makes sense. Oh, it's still sad. But it's still sad, you know. But um, but it is quite different. But yeah, at that point, I didn't really know many people who didn't have children. Most of my friends um, did. Not all of them, but most of them. Um, whereas now, that's not the case. And it's because I have been quite proactive mm. in getting out there and... Literally doing the classic, will you be my friend mm. to women who are older than me, my age, and younger than me who don't have children or don't have children yet. Um, and I think what I've really noticed and something that's really helped me through the latter stages of like the panic years, um, which they might not be for everyone by the way, but um, that is like a thing people are talking about them now, um, is becoming friends with women who are 43 44 45 46 who are now talking about children and the desire to have children in the past tense and Mm -hmm. who are who who express themselves with um well I'm not going to have children well children aren't in my life so I'm going to do this instead Mm -hmm. and have started and who are actively talking about and embracing the reality of life not as a mother and I've found that incredibly empowering because it has, yeah, it's, I don't know, why, why have I found that empowering? I think, I mean, cause I think part of the anxiety it is the not knowing what the future holds. If you don't have kids, like what will my life be like? And to start to encounter wonderful, funny, smart, kind, gorgeous, creative, entrepreneurial women Mm. who are embracing the possibility of what their life could be and then not having children even if they might have wanted them Mm. um starts to give my life a bit of trajectory I'm like oh right there's a path Mm. there is a path I thought there wasn't one but there actually is one um and that is really yeah it's, it's been really important for me to to make those connections with women who are further along the journey than i am who are shining a light going it's okay it's actually okay you know Mm. don't don't let the boogeyman of single childless woman um folklore get to you it's pretty cool it's not
1: yeah it's not just okay it could be like a choice that people want want yeah
0: or that you might be grateful for when it comes
1: even though you thought you didn't want it Yeah, well, it's this thing of like, I, you know, the Byron Katie stuff of, I should have children, and she's always like, is it true? Like, is do you absolutely know for certain that that is the best thing for you? I can imagine a reality where I am, absolutely tearing my hair out as a as a as a new mum, and mm. and maybe, you know, maybe even with older kids and like really struggling and feeling, you know, one of my values is freedom. And I don't know how free I would feel with children. Mm. What I do know is that I love children. I want them in my life. And I, this is the other thing that you, you get to be when you don't have children is you get to be the aunt to all of your friends, kids, you know, you're a, you're an aunt to Alice. And um, I've got a lot of good friends where I'm very close to their kids. Mm. I don't know how I would have, if I'd have that same capacity, if I had my own children and in some ways that's a bit of a sacrifice it's almost like well I'll just be with them but as in like I would be nice to have my own and yet if we're looking at the whole world and we're zooming out maybe it's good for some of us not to have children and to like be actually supportive to the next generation and I you know a lot of teachers I know it's like they they don't have children but that means they can give a lot to the the other children in their Mm. life and I just suppose I'm I guess on a kind of non personal level zooming out it's not a bad thing that's I mean it's good even that like there's more capacity to look after the children we do have in this in this world yes
0: yeah well and the, there's like there's lots of theories that uh humans grew up in hunter gatherer tribes mm. where the child re- rearing was quite separate from mother and child but rather the women in the community Mm. raised the children in the community and the giving birth wasn't the same as the rearing exactly um and that in that context there being women who did not have children was a massive strength to a tribe because their ability to care for the next generation was much stronger if there Mm. were more mothers looking after the children and so yeah I think there's there's not just a lot to be said for that, but actually, like historically in our bones, there is a really good reason for some women to not have kids and do whatever they're going to do, frankly. But one of the things might be being being a support to those people who do have children. And I think one here thing I hear from a lot of my friends who do have kids is just well, what I hear a lot is it's not how I thought it was going to be. I'm doing so much of this on my own. Um, that the, the imagining or the ideal of this very, uh, of the tribe, of the village, mm. coming together to look after a child. Now we're all in our little separate houses and communities living far from family and that mm. kind of thing. mean, that for a lot of women, the reality of having children is a very solo endeavor um, and nothing like either what they grew up with or what they hoped or imagined mm. for. Um, and, and that is also really sad. And maybe, you know, I, I definitely feel this too for the kids in my life who are kids of friends or my brother's um daughter or that maybe that's kind of... that my, that my role has real value in that space mm. because, you know, I can be the extra pair of hands or the person to check in and be like, you know, how's the baby after, you know, having chicken pox last week? Yeah. Or... Know that's invested in those children, but doesn't have to be uh,
1: the one waking up at 3 a.m. with them, yeah. And I suppose, like, going back to this, I suppose the theme of this podcast of knowing when to quit, like, how do you, how have you personally navigated knowing whether to continue with this journey of having, of wanting to have children? And does it feel like Yeah, I just wonder like how that's all been Mm. and maybe stuff you, if you feel comfortable to share, like steps you've taken and... Mm -mm. Oh, well.
0: I think (laughs) the first thing is that earlier on, uh, I was adamant that I I wouldn't let fate decide that I would be the one to make the decision. Mm. Um, That if I wanted to, that I would that I would put in place everything I needed to have children if I wanted to, which I did do, mm-hmm. you know, uh, IVF clinics, like money saved. Yeah, if I wanted to have a child tomorrow, I could press the button and be in, having IVF shots next month, you know, like uh, on my own as a solo mum. So, um, so at first, yeah, how I navigated it was trying to take control of the decision back for myself. Um, and... <laughs> uh, yeah, and sort of so, having this idea that if I was going to quit it, I, I would choose to quit it. Mm. Now, the reality actually, I think, is that I've now really... I've had to in part really let go of my desire to control the outcome of this. this Because it's so complicated in myself that actually I find my, my own body and decision making quite challenging to read mm. as to what I do and don't want and it's almost too big for me to kind of accurately work through and you know you know me like i I, I spend time with this stuff you know yeah. I really go into it I talk about it I like write about it I really try and sense make like make sense of what's going on um and I'm gonna be honest and say like I haven't been able to work this one out like I, <laughs> after you know three or four years of navigating this road with many ups and downs um I still can't tell you that I'm would want to quit or not quit Mm. having the desire to have children um what I can say is that my feelings around it do feel like they're like evolving like I'm like I said I don't feel the same today I don't feel the same degree of longing and grief that I felt a year ago. And I sort of wonder whether like, knowing when to quit the like the, the mission to have kids, mm. I, I sort of wonder whether like, partly it's, it's kind of like out of my hands and in my hands. It's like both in the ether, like something else will decide. And I'm also playing with that a bit. And it's not quite mine in a way, like it's a decision that's not quite mine and it will come to its own conclusion yeah. and my job is to be, is to find peace yeah. with whatever the outcome ends up being um, and it strikes me it's a bit like we were talking about creative projects mm. that they're not really ours, like 100% mm. hours, they sort of go on their own timeline and this is no different, like the creative project of trying to have kids.
1: It's the ultimate creative
0: yeah act isn't it and it m- might result in not having them
1: yeah. and
0: that might well not be a tragedy
1: mm. that might be an absolute gift yeah if you knew that you could be okay either way i think that's what i've been playing with recently is like what if like it's just it's equal yeah <laughs> like having kids or not is like actually not going to make that much of a difference i'll have a different life but it's not it's not it's not the absence of it it's like a, just a different life. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I think, but for me, like the biggest thing with this is just that we are paving, like you said already, we're like paving this new way of, um, of being women mm. and like, like that this is, it is unknown territory and like, it's so amazing. you have been meeting people. Um, yeah. So amazing that you have been meeting people who have got. We've not got children, and have like owned that, and yeah, I I wish it wasn't so tied to our identity. Like, there was so much more than that. Mm. Like, the most interesting about thing about us shouldn't be whether we have children or not. Oh yeah, yeah. I also think I don't know whether this is
0: true yet, but I wonder whether you know what I hear from the elder women, who who are old, much older than us, in fifties, sixties. Is that like this question is particularly alive in this part of our lives, mm-hmm. um, and feels like very core to our identities yeah. at this point in our lives because you know whole host of reasons biology, society you know that we haven't quite worked out what we do otherwise yeah, yeah. Um, and it yeah it's funny like talking to friends I have a couple of friends in their early fifties who kind of, when I talk about this, like, ha- they look at me and they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've got that I saying. remember when that was the big deal. So I was like, what am
1: I doing for my GCSEs? That's <laughs> <You're> it, <like, laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember being Which so university strong, am I yeah. going
0: to go to? And like, then like, four years later, you're like, oh my God, that was a really big question yeah. in my life, but it's really not a big deal anymore. Um, and I see that. I see that in, um, yeah, older women. And I that gives me a bit of hope as well. It's like this... The, the crunchiness mm. and some of the challenges of this question won't be there forever.
1: What would you like the question to be that you were grappling with if this was no longer a question? You mean if I was no longer wondering? Well, I would just like, say that this is the question for this phase. What's the question that you're for looking now. forward to having? Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: like, I think the one that, that something around, like, what's the opportunity? Mm. Like, cur- be curious, what could the opportunity be of not having children? Even though I wanted is? them.
1: What do you think it might be for you?
0: Um, spontaneity. Uh, adventure. Glastonbury. Blastomery.
1: Well, we, you can go to Vegas with kids, but hell. S- so very, di- <laughs> <laughs>
0: very different vibe. Um, <laughs> um, Yeah, like living in another country for a while. Uh, doing, uh, making some mad decisions in my future life about what I do in retirement. Like I have a bunch of mates that we are like, f- most of us don't have kids. And we're talking about like, we're going to get the the mansion in the country oh, yeah, to retire nice. in, aren't we? And you can't really do that if you have kids because you want to keep your home, the kids have got to come mm. and visit, like you want to have your home to pass on to your kids. Well, We don't have to do any of that. So like we might as well go and have our crazy like retirement mansion oh my God. with parties and vibes. Yeah, yeah, no, come. come and DJ. Yeah, hey, right? yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm like, what's what could the opportunity be mm. when those elements aren't, in your decision making, and I think they can be quite
1: cool actually. I think they can be pretty cool, um, yeah. So, maybe this is the thing if they told everyone about this, <laughs> like most people wouldn't It'd be like 20% that do have kids. I know. Well, I
0: mean, there is a real debate raging in the US at the moment about uh declining birth rates. In Western countries, because all these women are choosing not to have children, and you're like, well, I don't know that a lot of them are choosing it, and I don't know what's going on there, but yeah, I don't, I don't think we have to worry about that yet. But still, it's That's interesting. Yeah. Do you think men grapple with this question? I know they do. Yeah. Yeah, I know they do, and I think I feel for them because yeah, you know, who's making the podcast about men? not having kids yeah um we should have
1: had a man well maybe i'll do another one with her yeah maybe you should um i
0: have a few male friends who have deeply grappled and felt a lot of grief around mm. not having children and have also really struggled with not having anywhere to put that grief. Yeah. Um, no one to talk to about it. Not really feeling seen in a society that doesn't really recognise that men would have that longing. Wow, that's so interesting. Um. So yeah, I think men absolutely 100% grapple with this. And yeah, that we're not... There isn't that much space for them to talk about it.
1: Yeah, and um, there's also stuff that potentially that um men also have a... Were we talking about this, or who was I talking to about this? I oh, know, I was talking to my cousins last night, that actually it's not just women who have a body clock. Mm. That, oh, yeah, we were talking Were we about you talking it? about as well, that yeah. sperms lose their potency as men get older? Potentially it's not as obvious, but um, it, there have been... You know, it's basically, it's not just women that have to worry about that. Absolutely, yeah, I think I... Uh,
0: if infertility is a 50 50 game yeah. like if a couple haven't had a baby it's a 50 50 chance it's yeah. the man or the woman the infertility that is um part of that picture and that the older the guy is the less likely it is there'll be a conception so yeah again that's a huge wholesale shift because i think particularly in couples women carry so much more of the Ex, like the the burden and the yeah. emotional pain and the kind of sense of responsibility for not being a mother yet when actually it's very um equal, <laughs> very yeah. equal and like you say the body clock thing I think that that is it's so haunting to so many women the, the idea of being on a ticking clock um, is a little bit encouraging not encouraging but it makes me feel a bit relieved that men are also on a ticking clock yeah, yeah, yeah. like we are all on a ticking clock Yeah. But so I mean, I think if it's people listening to this, if they're also grappling with this question, mm. um, I think it's really important that every that we know we're not alone. Mm. Um, that it is really... There are hundreds of thousands of women and men, actually, who are also trying to navigate this. Um to know that your grief is completely valid, mm. that it is grief. Yes. And I think we sometimes don't recognise that what it is, is grief yeah. because it's kind of, uh, unplaceable grief. It's not like,
1: yeah. Cause you sometimes think grief is something we've already had rather than something that we wanted and never had. Yes. That is a form of grief. hundred percent.
0: Yeah. And it people, it, I experience it the same way that I would experience grief, the kind of, out of nowhere crying yeah. fits that yeah, yeah. I'm fine and then I see a baby and I'm like, oh my God, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is like being hit by grief tsunamis or grief yeah. waves. Um, and so to take care of yourself like you are experiencing a grief. And I think that can mean... Like for me, that meant that I did go through, and I still do, go through periods of time where I avoid seeing kids and families because it was triggering. Yeah. Um, sometimes I can do it and it's lovely and sometimes it really is painful. Yeah. And I've had to learn to tell my friends that as well. I'm sorry, at the moment I'm struggling with being around families so I can't yeah. come to that barbecue. But I'd love to see you once, one for a drink next week. Um, so finding that ways sounds to really good. take care in that in that grief um and then i would also say it gets better <laughs> mm. like if you are in that grief it does it gets better um it's not like this forever
1: well i love just you reflecting on one year on like going to the same event and just seeing that you had a yeah just a different right. time has healed um it also sounds like just i guess we also had those two years of the pandemic where it was very family focused actually, wasn't it? You could see all these people with their families. Mm. And I guess there was more of an awareness that of where you were living and what your setup was. And also it was harder to meet people. Mm. So you weren't getting the benefits of being a single <laughs> cardless <laughs> yeah. woman, were you? Because, yeah. I mean, you weren't, I don't know, In some ways I felt very free in that time, but I guess what I mean is like this summer, there's been a sense of like, oh yeah, this is the, this is the stuff you get to do when you don't have a family like all the adventures and festivals and and creative projects and socializing and connections and, and dating, spontaneity and dating, spontaneity, yeah. And, yeah. and i guess why am i saying that that yeah i suppose there was a bit of time where yeah you know, from the year on i think maybe that also was like where you were at with covid mm. like it was just i think everything just felt really <laughs> like, like it was the end of there was no coming back from where yeah. we were at
0: yeah, no, I think that's definitely right. Um, And I also felt that this summer that yeah. I had a lot of experiences this summer where I really found myself, like, thanking myself for not having children. And that's a massive wow. turnaround. Yeah. Like, to suddenly feel a sense of self-gratitude for, like, thank God you weathered those years and got to this point without kids because if you hadn't, you definitely wouldn't be here doing this mm. right now. And again, I think that comes back to, like what's the opportunity, Mm. what is the opportunity, and that's not to put down the grief, because it is, it's not like it's not there, it's certainly there for me, and I'm not trying to move it aside, but it isn't the whole picture.
1: Yeah, yeah, this sounds, it's a really important new way of looking at it, because I just feel like it's always been about the fact that you don't have them. Mm. And that that's been the focus. Like the woman looking devastated at the thought you might not have children. That's how society has typically looked at it. Holding it's, on yeah. Letting go. Holding on leaves. Leaves. Letting go. Hold. people that have children and wish they didn't i'm just also cons- conscious like there might be people listening to this podcast being like are we kid bashing oh god you think i don't know um i hope we're like obviously communicating like this yeah, is really hard <laughs> yeah it's really hard
0: and i probably yeah we should communicate that like i mean you you said it but i agree i think is freaking amazing yeah like it what i i'm the same as you what i long for is like the gorgeous day-to-day crew. Uh, domestic crewness yeah. of a bustling house of you know tiny feet stamping through the hallway, screams, shouts. You know that. Yeah, like I'm in awe of a family, and um, yeah, it's mate, it's it's amazing. Um, but what was your question? So yeah, not, not oh, just I'm just wondering
1: fashion. if we're like I'm wondering for people listening if they've got this far who do have children. Yeah, like what's the perspective? I don't know whether there's people that actually yeah, are struggling maybe. with, because I wonder if there's also people who are like, when now we're talking about the opportunity, they're like, oh no, <laughs> like, I don't know if it was the right decision. That's hard.
0: Yeah, that's hard. I mean, that is hard. I am no expert on that <laughs> <No>. alternate reality. <laughs> um, I know it's a thing. Yeah. Like, you know, you read about it now, but it, it's becoming more of a topic. Um, I have had friends with kids say to me, And I love them for it. Like, Kim, it's not all that. Mm. Like, really, it's not. Like, to look me in the eyes and be like, really not the biggest, the best thing. And that might be their experience. I'm not Mm. saying saying it's motherhood altogether, but I absolutely, well, not, you know, it is a fact that there there are women that want, really wanted kids who had them, and it's the best thing that's ever happened to them. And But more likely, as with everything, everything is a mixed bag. And that there are also women who ended up having kids who aren't enjoying it all that much. Mm. Um, whether because of their circumstances or the you know, set up. I mean, I don't think it's easy to have children in this day and age, mm. really. Childcare is an absolute disaster. Like, the level of work that m- m- women and men are having to do to keep their families afloat, keep working, and look after their children in a fairly broken educational system is profound Mm. it's it's tough 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 work isn't it um so yeah i mean i think there's there's huge amounts to say about all of that it's none of it's easy or cut and dried um but yeah the thing about the opportunity I mean, I'm going to be, I'm unashamed about that though. I feel like yeah. for the women who are single and don't have kids who are constantly told that we're getting the worst deal, we have to start changing that narrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we have to. Like, actually, women's lives do depend on it. This is a cr- crazy time for yeah, women. Yeah, yeah. And for our own mental health, sense self worth, exactly, we absolutely exactly. have to start to own the positive. I, I
1: think not. I'm, sp- I'm like, the amount of time that I spend feeling sad about not having a partner and a family and what i could be doing with that energy Mm. and like sometimes i'm like maybe i just won't worry about it for a bit and it's so liberating and then i come back to it and i'm like shit i've i've missed another year's gone by (laughs) but actually like what if i dropped it now and just live my life and then we see what happens and that feels really scary and also incredibly freeing Mm. but what i'm hearing from all of this is that getting to a stage where like neither is better and once we once we know that like there's lots of benefits of having a family there's lots of benefits of being being like um independent not having children around and there's difficult things for both once we know that it's like it literally doesn't matter either way then there's a lot of freedom that comes in that of knowing you're going to be fine either way and maybe having a bit more choice that's not based on not wanting to miss out yes because yes. I think that's often what fuels this like, I don't want to get to 50 and be like, I should have had children. I can do something about it now. And that's, I think is what you were saying about mm-hmm. the beginning. It's quite scary that we we do have some control and yet none. And it's kind of that like, should I be? What, uh, th- yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and I, yeah, that's what I find hiring. Like knowing that I, could, I do have some agency in changing the story. And yet that, is stressful and tiring and and annoying actually it's annoying (laughs) yes
0: yes totally and also i think that's it's really helpful what you just said there about that on either path either path comes with its challenges and opportunities both are as worthy as each other um and also that there is this they don't have to be so split you know that you can be you could not have your own children and still mother in oh, all sorts yeah. of ways and you can have children and still have wild independent adventures oh God, totally. in all sorts of ways and, and I think maybe part of what trips us up when we're trying to make this decision do i have kids or not is that we do see yeah, the parts so right. as being so binary like it's this life or that life when actually mm. there are possibilities to interact across them both um Oops. And yeah, and that we are
1: we're limiting ourselves in some ways by kind of so right, because I bet you know, when you think about like typically like a man in the household who has kids is still it doesn't stop going on adventures and doesn't have do you know what I mean? Like I think this again it's this new paradigm of how women see their lives. I think you're totally right. I definitely see that like I don't get any family if I don't have my own. And, I, and women don't get any adventures if they have children. And yet, you know, we're starting to think now, even like the Sunday night roast thing. And like, yeah. how do we and how do I like, you know, last night I went and saw my cousins um, for dinner instead of doing a, an online course. Because I was like, actually, that's my family. Yeah. You know, I, ha- I have family. I have a lot of family. I have friends I can host. And there's ways of having the essence of community that doesn't mean I have to procreate. But it is being intentional about that. Yes if yes. that's what we're longing for. Are we longing for our own flesh and blood or are we longing for connection mm. through people who know us very well mm. and are available? Yes. <laughs> and actually, we that you know what I mean? It's like, that's what we can find. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I remember my dad once saying to me, he's like, I feel like your generation are looking for the perfect life and they want to make the decision of like, what do I need to do so that I get it right? Mm. And he was like, literally, <laughs> like, whatever you do, whether you have kids or not, Whether you get married or not, whether you have a job or go freelance, there's ups and downs. And it's like, you just, there isn't a perfect life. But I do think we're trying to like, what, I need to make the right decision. I can't fuck this up. What if I make the wrong decision? Yeah. And it's like, actually, then you, the wrong decision is to spend 10 years trying to make the right decision. Yeah. (laughs) Because then you are literally missing it all. Yeah, you're missing it all. So I feel like we need to stop missing it all. I
0: agree. I 100% agree. I think that's exactly, exactly right. Um, and it, I think what you said there about that if you're, you know, a woman who doesn't have children, you can still absolutely find ways to have that family and connection. And similarly, if you're a woman who does, you'll find spaces for the independence. Mm. And yeah, that we have to, I I think we have to try and support one another in that as well, you know? Um, and also see the benefits of what we do have. I know that I had a, a party at my, my flat a couple of weeks ago. I live on my own um, and uh, I've recently moved into my own place and some friends came over who have two kids and they had a babysit for the night so they came over and they both said to me, um, they're a couple, they both said, oh my god what I wouldn't give for a flat of my own that i could make the way i want it without the partner they said yeah. this in front of each yeah, other yeah, yeah. without the partner without the children um where i can just play the music i want have the lighting i want have the mm. the noise level i want eat what i want sleep when i want they were they were like you, i can't tell you how luxurious that sounds to me and sort of seeing mm. my life through their eyes and the longing in their eyes for what I what I is my everyday yeah I was like yeah that's pretty cool actually yeah, like I'm, yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty good with it and I also love I get to come around to your house on a Saturday night and have dinner with your family and like yeah, have a fun yeah. time like it's um but it is about being intentional isn't it about yeah. what you have and what you need
1: yeah I know I saw my friends the other day for Sunday lunch and they've got two little boys and I just said oh I really I re- this is really special actually to spend time with a family and they're like you are our family you can come over whenever and I feel I really feel that mm. and actually again yeah. it's just identifying the places you can do that and yeah and taking it when people reflect back what they see in your life because that's not always the way it's done
0: mm.
1: and yeah independence the ability to yeah do things your way is is yeah, it is a pipe dream for many.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it is also, it's pioneering and it is what women through the millennia have fought for. Yeah. It is for, for the opportunity that we have to make our own lives in the way that we want them. Yeah. Um, and that is has real gifts to it as well, yeah. and also it's completely confusing lots of the time. As yeah.
1: Well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think it, it's it's disorientating, isn't it? It's like we've been in a cage and we've been let out. now we're like, oh, I'm free, but I don't know this terrain. And am, I, <laughs> am I Am I allowed out? Yeah, and, should I stay in my cage? Yeah, yeah. And like, where should I go? Where should I go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's another cage. I'll just go for that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's true. It's true. What I would like to think, like if I was going to set a vision for the next I 10 love it. years. Love it. Um, if I don't have children, because who knows, that question is still, you know, open. By the time we put this pod out, you're like, please, by the time we finish this conversation, I might be like, <laughs> <you're> like <laughs> spoiler alert. As it turns out, yeah. Um, but if I weren't to have kids, my vision and hope for the next 10 years would be like a gradual gathering of more and more amazing people in my life who also don't have children, where we are free and available to be in one well another's lives in a mm. way that is meaningful and family-like. And yeah. um, that we have those strong bonds and we go on holidays together and we uh, I mean, we live together at points mm. or we like stay over at each other's houses or that, that we look out for each other yeah. really. Um, and that we dream and Create big ambitions for our lives and fuck it. Maybe we build a house somewhere, yeah, or we, you know, buy a retreat commune in Portugal and go and live there for a few years, or maybe we create a business or whatever it is. You know, like all these kind of possibilities. Mm. Um, and I also hope that my own sense of peace with not having children grows to the extent that I can spend a lot more time with friends and family who do have kids, yeah. and that that starts to feel. And it does already, but that it starts to feel more and more nourishing and fun and brilliant for all of us and that the grief that I sometimes that sometimes washes over me just, yeah, that those waves get yeah. like a little bit further away
1: from each other. Beautiful. That's why I, I love like. that vision.
0: is coming up is kind of a bit like what your dad was saying Mm. that in some ways while we're talking about when to quit I think that I think accepting that a huge part of this decision with kids is not our decision and that there are pros and cons as to whatever the outcome is Mm. and a bit of that letting go Mm. like holding it a bit more lightly um, and I'm saying that to myself because at times in the past few years I've really held it so tightly and thought that I was the only one who was going to yeah. make this thing happen. Um, and it was, stress- it was stressful mm. and did not work. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think, um, yeah, oh God, it's like the eternal work, isn't it? But just being a bit less attached to the outcome and willing to be grateful for whatever it is.
1: Mm. Hmm. what about you what do you think what's feeling alive for me is actually just being with the grief like just acknowledging that this is this is this is like not trying to diminish whilst whilst dreaming sure dreaming about the next the opportunity but also spending time really tending to that like there is a lot that comes up with and actually, as I say that, what's really coming through is, like, what is family?
0: Mm. And I think maybe
1: that's the thing I want to say stay with, is, like, be unattached to how family shows up in my life. Mm. I have a very close family, my nuclear family, my cousins. I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of communities. I'm part of chosen family, you know. And actually, when I think of family in that way, I have a lot. I have a big family <laughs> and a very close family. Mm. But when I think of it as family has to be my own, as in people I have brought into the world, then I feel a loss. So I think maybe that's probably what I wanna take is see that I can choose how, what I mean by family. Mm, Beautiful. And that I have a family. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah, awesome mm well, let's finish on the millennium 2000 and all that is. how many bars movies <laughs> you've done <laughs> yeah
0: I hope this was okay for everyone to listen to. I know it's a bit of a triggering conversation so um yeah if it was for people I hope I hope it I hope it was okay
1: yeah I mean I think like we said at the start this isn't stuff we talk about much um I guess like yeah take time if stuff has been brought up to go for a walk or some journaling or talk to a friend or just be with you know also I'd love to you know feel free to message us on Instagram at knowing when to quit yeah drop you know um with any reflections like I feel like if stuff's come up for this then I'd love to hear well we both love to hear like what's yeah, resonated or what's felt and if you like massively disagree as well,
0: that's yeah, tell what, us. really
1: welcome. Yeah. We've like totally just riffed this, on. not we?
0: Yeah, we did, yeah. <laughs> so always open to the
1: hold up, what about this? <laughs> uh, yeah. Awesome. Thank you for listening this far. And yeah, just sending love to anyone who's going through all of this. Wherever you're at with it is, you know, just sending love. Yeah. Lots of it. Bye bye. And now a bit of music from me and Kim. Some singing.
0: Yeah. For a dark, cozy beginning of autumn. I'm broke but I'm happy. I'm poor but I'm kind. I'm short but I'm healthy. Yeah.
1: I'm high but I'm grounded. I'm sane but I'm thank you for listening to today's episode. (laughs) If you've enjoyed it, please share it with others or rate us on the platform you're listening on, leave a review, or you can buy us a coffee on ko-fi.com forward slash Sarah Wyler. See you next time.